The Specific Brown Rap Rule Show is brought to you in conjunction with the Academy of Contemporary Music. The Academy of Contemporary Music has been training artists, producers and business entrepreneurs for careers in the music industry since 1995. With their state-of-the-art facilities, world-class faculty and extensive connections within the music industry, ACM offers music courses that develop you to your highest potential and most importantly, immerse you in the music industry. ACM, do what you love. You are now listening to the one and only Specific Brown Rap Rule Show. Real people, real talk, real life, real rap. You know how we do. No fake news. This is Cloth Talk. Hello and welcome once again to the Specific Brown Rap Rule Show podcast. My name is DJ Specific Brown. And this is the final episode of a six-part mini-series in which I interview tutors and students from the Academy of Contemporary Music, Rap and MC Pathway. In today's episode, the final episode of the mini-series, I'll be interviewing MC Garen from Kent and MC Lovely Boy from Portsmouth. And we will talk in this interview about the concepts of flow and wordplay in all its iterations and how it pertains to these two artists in their career. Here is my interview with MC Garen and MC Lovely Boy. Keep it here. Hello and welcome to the SB podcast specific Brown Rap Rule show. I'm joined today by MC Garen. What's good, Garen? Yo, 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 yo. Yeah. And MC good, Lovely Boy. Yes, LB. How's it going, dude? How's it going, my bro? All right, cool, man. Uh, today we're going to be chatting to Garen and Lovely Boy about wordplay. But first things first, uh, I thought it'd be nice if you guys could just give a brief introduction to yourselves. Garen, do you want to go start, first? Yeah, since you started me, I'll go first. Hi, uh, my name's Garen. I am a rapper. Uh, and I, I, fo- I mainly focus around like kind of jazz kind of style rap. Like um, you could call it lo-fi, but more of that old 90s kind of style. Uh, I've got a very varying topics. I can go from comedic rap to very serious rap, but it's all it all depends on what I'm feeling at the time and what I want to express. But yeah, you can add me up on my socials. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. You name it. Um, yeah, it's just Garen Cade. That's it. Sweet brother, sweet and LB man, do the honors. Uh, my name's Lovely Boy. I'll do a bit of dark hip hop. I like a bit of trap. I'm kind of messing around with my style at the moment, seeing what works. I like to try and follow the trends and what's modern at the moment. I kind of I rap about I rap about the experience I've been through and like how them sort of things affect the people back home and how certain rappers will glorify these sort of things. And I try and do the opposite and use the facts in a typical way to put people off it. Just to try and speak some truth, really. I hear that, man. I hear that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, lovely boy because um, I'm a lovely boy, but life is corrupted, so I'm not such a lovely boy anymore. But I'll just try to be a lovely boy. Yeah, man, I hear that. Cool, guys. Right, uh, I thought we could kick it off today. We're going to be chatting about wordplay. So, first thing I got down here on my little cheat sheet. Yes, listeners, I do have a cheat sheet. It's pretty long and w- long-winded. Pretty boring to read, but I'll try and make the best of it. Um, first things first. Wordplay. Uh, what do you guys think, man? Like, do you go for the humorous side of things, or do you go serious, or do you think there's a in between, or do you do you go from one to to another? Garen, do you want to kick us off? I mean, yeah, sure. Wordplay, oh, that's a big subject. It's a very big subject. Um, what did what was it? What was it you asked? Humorous or serious, or something in between? Well, 
it all depends on what you're trying to give off. Like say, say you're trying to mock someone, yeah, in a song and you want to use specific wordplay. Um, for instance, say you're just calling someone a rat, for instance, yeah, and you wanna you wanna you know put that into words. Now you've got two ways you can take about this. If you really want to mock someone, sure you you would do it as a joke because you're in a way making a joke out of them, and then you've kind of got a double effect going on there. You've got the wordplay and you've got the effect it gives. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, um, I think it all depends on what you're trying to get off of it. But I feel like it's always if you, if I don't think you can really class it down to one thing whether you should use it in a specific like if you just you should use it in a serious tone or if you should just use it in a you know, a, a serious tone or a humorous tone. I think it's it's it all depends. It all varies. Do you reckon it would if you go for one of those approaches? Do you reckon you would stick to that if you're doing it in a certain track, or would you leave the other approach for another track, or would you have you ever incorporated both in the same track? And would that work? Would that make sense? Well, it depends on what basis your wordplay you're using. Like, say, if you're just using a metaphor, right? And saying you as uh, like like something, I believe that's what a metaphor is. Um, well, no, not that's not a metaphor actually. That's metaphor is kind of. I think a metaphor is like it's like something. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, that's, you could definitely use it both ways because, like, you can have different parts of the song. Like, you could just say, uh, for instance, in a dark, in a in a sad song, you could make a you could say something about I don't know, being like I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, a wordplay now. Um, I'd have to look at my bars, actually. Do you mind if I put up some bars? just to Yeah, see go ahead, man. Go ahead. In. I've got to think of where I, I know I've probably used them in two different tones, if that makes sense. Okay, Garen, I'll give you a little bit of time to do that. While Garen's looking for his bars, uh, lovely boy, what, what's your approach when it comes to like being humorous or serious with your wordplay? Is there a kind of a go-to you, you go to when you're first writing down your bars or do you, do well, you kind of see where the track takes you? No, I'd say my take on wordplay is like you're playing with words, isn't it? So you're having fun with the words. And when you have fun with the words, so are the people listening to it. So just playing around with the words, having a bit of fun. Sometimes it'd be humorous. Sometimes it can be serious. Sometimes you can use a bit of humor to display a serious topic through wordplay. I like to try and use tricks, like to trick people by saying one thing. I mean, for example, um, here's a bit of wordplay I did for a hook. Uh, now the cat's out the bag. Is it facts or just crap? This is mad. Watch what you're told. You'd be sold a load of hash. Then I'll repeat the hook again as now the cat's out the bag. Is it facts or just hash? This is mad. Watch what you're told. You'd be sold a load of crap. I'm just like, I'm playing on the words to be like, you'd be sold hash, but I'm like joking about you'd be sold hash. But then I'm also being like, you'd be sold crap. If that makes sense. Yeah, man. So in that example there, was it kind of like you repeated the same sentence, but then you replaced one of the words? Yeah, I replaced the words hash and crap and I swapped them around. So first it was, um, now the cat's out of the bag. Is it facts or just hash? Then it's, now the cat's out of the bag. Is it facts or just crap? But then throughout the song, I would, um, I would miss out on the last word. So when it gets to the second point, I'd be like, watch what you're told, you'll be sold a load of crap. But I won't say crap, I'll be like, watch what you're told, you'll be sold a load of, take a little break, and then I'll um, mess around with it. Um, another bit of wordplay, on the first, on the third verse of that song, I'll go, watch what you're told, you'll be sold a load of bumbleback. And uh, when the first verse starts, I'll, <laughs> I'll play around, but yeah, you'll be sold bumbleback, innit? Yeah. 
Sweet man. I can find a particular bars I was thinking of, but I've, I've, I've just I've just had a thought as well. You said about the in between, right? Of uh, what was the bar? Sometimes you use wordplay because I'm just thinking kind of what you're basing it on and like on mood related. I mean, you can use like certain metaphors as a joke, but it could be also talking about a very serious matter. Because I remember I made one. Um, what is it? Hakuna Matata. Yeah, that word don't even matter because we're putting that pig on a platter. Oof, levels. <laughs> like it was it, in the song. It was supposed to be a joke, but when you actually break down the bars, you you realise that's actually you know I'm talking about you know kind of not, not deforestation, but the fact that the you know the animal population has decreased by forty percent in the past. Like I don't know, uh, not long. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I remember watching David Attenborough's documentary about it, but yeah, but that's the, that's another thing. I think I've got another one where it's like time to be happy like the Cheshire cat. If you don't like it, don't listen. How about that? That's a joke, but it's also kind of not serious, but it's kind of like mocking in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like it's like one of those kind of intellect jokes where yeah. like if you don't make the cut, <laughs> then then it's kind of it's it's aimed at you if you don't get it. And if you get yeah. it, then it's all right because you get the joke. <laughs> That's so a it's a win-win yeah. situation. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet, sometimes I could play on words and I, I could write it normally so I could like use a word that most people would just pick up on and think oh yeah that word but it could be someone's name for example and not everyone would pick up on that but some people that would be in live in the area would pick up on that if that makes sense so it could be like you could also use wordplay to touch different audience in different ways if that makes yeah. sense Definitely. I agree with that. I agree with that. Because I think like everyone's also got like own nicknames for their hometown as well. You could look at it in like that way. Like I, I would say I wouldn't call Ashford Ashford. I'd call it Trashford because that's what we used to call it. Because it's trash. It's Trashford, mate. <laughs> that's it, man. Um, next thing I got here: procuring syllables on different tracks. So I don't know what I meant by this. What? Give myself a think, second to think about it. Syllables. Okay. So technically. Guys, is this like picking words to write yeah. like best words to rhyme depending on the syllables it has? Yeah. So I'm what I've got here is simple flows and complex flows. So yeah. which which direction do you guys cool. veer towards? When what, what do you try and do? Do you, do you start off simple or do you go straight in the deep end with complex flows? And is there one that you enjoy more than the other? In my raps, personally, I tend to. I know we've had a lot of things. We've we've had a lot of discussions with like other people with this um, about you know catching the listener's attention straight up. So sometimes it is a good idea to start with these really quick complex flows to just grab the listener's attention. But me personally, I like to build up and slowly get more and more com complex rhyme schemes and like more syllable words, if that makes sense. Like more words with more syllables in them. Like the more syllables you've got in a word. There's two ways it can go about it. Either it's going to sound crazier, it's either going to be really hard to do, or it's just, you know, it's just going to, I don't know, I, well, I, don't know, I don't know the third one. I, I can't, my, my head went off. It's but I pulled, up some, I pulled up some lyrics. Um, oh, oh, no, I had these highlighted. You can share screen on Zoom, can't you? Oh, yeah. I need to get these highlighted. LB, what's your opinion on simple and complex well, flows? Um... I feel this is, um, I don't know, like, this is dependent on the listener because you can have a flow that sounds really simple, 
and the the way you write it can is what can make it sound simple like to the listener especially in a hook like like every line was to rhyme with each other or nearly every line it almost be in a rhythm if that makes sense and it yeah. sounds simple to the um to the listener but it'd actually be like complexly written if that makes sense yeah um and um i feel like with complex flows um i don't know whether i'd consider that a simple i'd say that's a simple flow because it creates a simple flow but like the writing of it can be more complex but sounds simple if that makes sense yeah man i also think oh no you can't can't um and then uh with complex flows i like to um i like to subvert expectations in my bars like almost like build up um build up a rhythm and then you'd think a certain word would come next but that word don't come next instead i'll subvert the expectation of the listener yeah, that's one technique. I don't use it that often, but I do like using that technique because when you subvert the listener, it's almost like a punchline. The moment they're expecting that rhyming word and then you use something different, yeah. but it can, see, it can be within the same subtext. And then that gives you a whole new bag of rhymes to play around with. Like, exactly. like it's like your rhyme scheme will be like ABC, ABC, ABC. And then the punchline is ABF. And then now you've got all those F rhymes you can rhyme with. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm totally there's down. There's so much you can do with. I think syllables just by itself depict the flow like so much. Like syllables completely change the amount of syllables you have completely changes your flow. Like if you have a one-syllable word, if you then put loads of one-syllable words together, when you rhyme that, like say next to each other, like on bong, tron, you know, keep on yeah. going like that. You can, when you're doing that like back to back that's going to be quick if it's just one syllable, right? Yeah. Whereas if you're going like three syllables, right? Um, like, oh, what? Different. Um, I think that's three syllable. Different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to, if you put them together, it's going it, to, it's not going to have that rapid flow. It's going to sound completely different to what it would if it was just one syllable. Same with two syllables. It's like it completely changes your rhyme, rhyme scheme. Well, not rhyme scheme, but well, yeah, in a way. And another thing with syllables is that sometimes you can, your next rhyming word, where you was just talking about your punchline, you also can take some stuff out of a three syllable word and use it. If that makes sense. Yeah, man. Okay. You can rhyme with just half a syllable, if that makes sense. It's hard to do. It's hard to pull off, but you can definitely do it. When it comes to writing a track, do you guys like, do you try and like block off rhyme schemes or do you kind of, do you, do you just go where that where you when you're writing an idea down ideas for a track? Do you just go wherever your mind takes you, and then the rhyme schemes are an afterthought, or does that lead your thought process when it comes to writing down your lyrics? For example, like if you're doing a free verse track, sixteen bar verses, we'd be like, okay, maybe I'm gonna do two different rhyme schemes first verse, then another two second, or would you use the same rhyme scheme throughout the whole song, or does it vary depending on how you feel? I tend to, I've kind of got a rule with myself is I try not to use, well, it depends what you're doing. Like you've got rhyme scheme and then you've got the actual word. Like if you're going with stuff, what rhymes with them, you could have a whole paragraph what rhymes with them. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that would put it in the AB category, but then you've also, you can, I don't normally plan it out, but I don't like to repeat. I try not to, I don't like to like repeat too much if that makes sense. Yeah. Like the Ryan scheme can say similar, but I like to change the flow 
slash rhyme scream like every two paragraphs to, to make it kind of interesting or, or like each verse but rhyming words they've got to change like you know every four to eight bars you know what i mean they yeah. uh, so that's just me personally and i don't like repeating the same bars if that makes sense yeah that that definitely makes sense how about you lovely boy um well uh, some it depends on my mindset at the time because a lot of the time when I write, I tend to have been freestyling beforehand and it, it could be like, I could have wrapped a bar in the freestyle and I'd be like, you know what, I want to start a song with that freestyle, with that like, little bar. And then typically because I've already freestyled all, over the beat, I've already messed around with different rhyme schemes and stuff. And they tend to be um, rhymes that like I, I tend to have already done in the day, but like they come back to me if that makes sense. Almost like I've been getting my juices flowing so I don't think about it specifically but I've almost like been working it up throughout the day or like if I've been if I was here with beat I'll typically freestyle on the beat first get a vibe for the beat think about what I want to talk about what it makes me want to talk about and then I'll, I'll just start start from there and I'll just go and sometimes I can think of bars and I'll I'll forget the bars I, I want to write but I'll I've thought about the rhyme scheme or like uh, as uh, as I said earlier, like subverting expectations. Sometimes I'll like I'll, I'll switch up by like like what you said. Um, uh, sorry, I'm explaining this a bit bad. Uh, right, man, take your time, dude. Uh, like I think really a really good thing what Taylor does when I hear his raps is he links his rhyme schemes just somehow. I don't know how he does it. I don't know what you do, but you you can somehow have magic like juice. You could have your your rhyme scheme go like A B A B A B and then go like A C B and then just add start adding and then adding and then just switch in and like now you're on D E F and then now you're on back to A B C and you're like what I don't know how to <laughs> like, that's the only way I can explain it like if you're going through rhyming words because you you don't you change so like smoothly like there there'll be parts in your rap where you have there's not even any rhyming words but it's still fits if that makes sense i think it, it, it's all down to your storytelling ability if that makes sense with with you taylor i'll, I'll get that i feel that i also feel like with what you said there i'll try and like every few bars i'll try and like switch up the flow especially in my freestyles i'll um i'll kind of like switch it up just to like keep it interesting in my own brain because if i keep on the same rhyme schemes then it tends to be already got like a word bank for these rhymes. So if I'll keep on that same rhyme scheme, I'm going to eventually go for a lot of the rhymes already got for that word. Yeah. So like for rhyme, it'd be rhyme time, yeah. rhyme blind, like wise sort of thing. Or But then if I switch it up, then I'll start a new word bank, if that makes sense. And I feel like when I'm writing, I kind of get more, I get more like more words come to me. I feel like freestyling is a big part of my writing like technique. If that makes sense. Yeah, I'm I'm the complete opposite. When I write, the main thing I'm looking for is I know that an audience will potentially get quite bored of the same schemes, rhyming schemes. Because at the end of the day, what you're looking at rhyming schemes is where the rhyming word is placed in a beat, right? In a way, it's where you get the A B. So if it was A B, you would you could have like that's just well they technically that's just, yeah that's a b yeah i think so and then if you've got like a 
Oh, no, wait, no, because it's, oh, no, wait, no, because what I just said is just AA technically, because it's the two rhyming words. But if you had like a duh, 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 that's AB. If that makes sense, I'll probably be better if I was using bars. That's all good, man. But for instance, let me, I can give an example here. For instance, if you're just, if you're looking at the rhyming word, where the rhyming word is placed is what your flow is basically if you wanted an intricate flow you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to just put your rhyming words at the end of each sentence does that make sense because yeah. that would get boring because that would literally be what i did at, the, at, at did, did just a minute ago yeah that's like that's like primary school rap 101 yeah that's like so that's why you do stuff where you've got for instance you may have another rhyme scheme in a rhyme scheme for instance if i go if i look at this one right the bush boy song what i uh, i'm working on now um watch this space the first, the first sentence right is boys and noise is what rhymes but then you've also got fright and night but before the, you get to the end of the noise you get the fright and the night it's can't keep up with the bush boys fright and the night that is our noise if that makes sense yeah you've already got technically two rhyme schemes there you've yeah. got the boys and noise and you've got the fright and the night so that would be technically a b b a rhyme scheme because you've got the two b's with rhyme and you've got that two two a's with rhyme yeah but that's what I try and do. I try and like always keep that kind of, I never keep repeating ones of that. I always try and switch it up as much as I can. And that's why sometimes you'll just get really rapid. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you get rapid bits of my rap. <laughs> nice one. Uh Specific Brown. Turn up the down. The Rap Rule Show. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Moving off on a slight tangent, um, live performance relating to flows and rhyme schemes. Do you guys feel this is that really certain nice. songs are more suited for live performance based on the technical difficulty of the rhyme schemes you use? Or well, live performance, is that just shows or is that also videos? Uh, I, I know what you mean by here. Are you looking at the differences between performing these rhyme complexes, these these hard rhyme rhyming schemes and stuff like this live? You, I'll give you an idea. I'll give you an example of kind of a visualization of this. So like you might have the dopest songwriter ever, like a rap songwriter, and he's writing songs for someone. And like he comes up with the most complex, crazy patterns and wordplay and rhyme schemes and syllable use and intricacy in his bars. But then you say, okay, dude, you've got to perform that yourself. He's like, no way, Jose, man. Uh, like, uh, my, lung con my lung control sucks. You know, my breath yeah, control. I mean, like, going from, like, when you hear a song that's been clearly chopped in to um, something where when you, when you take it live, sometimes it's really hard to pull off. Um, yeah. And this is, I, I struggle with this a lot because I write, but personally. Sorry, sorry Darren, one sec. Uh, to the listeners, we've got 10 minutes left on this Zoom call. So in 10 minutes, we'll take a short break and then we'll return again for the second part. Uh, sorry, Garen, you were saying? Uh, I completely forgot. <laughs> basically, yeah, I'll remind you. So basically, do you reckon certain... No, no, songs... actually, yeah, 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 I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. Oh. This is the thing, what I've, yeah, this is what I've struggled with a lot because, I mean, I, I, I love chopping in, but when I do bars, I never write bars in knowing that I'm going to be chopping in. In my opinion, if you're writing fast bars, you need the capability to do it live. In my opinion, because otherwise, I mean, that I mean that that's it's a sticky situation. In my opinion, it is more 
you know, impressive to see a rapper to go up on stage and do, you know, a song you've heard flawlessly with these fast flows. Yeah. Because that's what you see. Like, that's why you get all these challenges on YouTube of people like releasing them doing Rap God in one take, you know what I mean, from Eminem, because it's supposed to be one of the hardest songs to do. So they're like, you know, they're uploading their own YouTube videos, like, yo, look at me, I can do this. It's really cool because it's impressive at the end of the day. But there are points where it will sound 100% better when you do chop in certain parts because breath control is one of the biggest things. And uh, literally, like, if you're doing it live, especially you've got to plan out certain routes when you're doing it live because you don't want to tie, tie yourself out before you even get to the fast bits. Because if you've, if you've done, like, if you're on a half an hour set, and you've already been performing for like 10 minutes and you're already getting the crowd wild, you're sweating, you know, you're going to be kind of losing breath quicker because you're more energized, you'll be walking about more. So when you start to do these fast songs, you've really got to like watch your breath control. So that's why you've got to plan out your roots, maybe start with a faster song, you know, so you'll have more breath or maybe end on a faster song so you can have like a, a maybe a, just a bit more space at the end to kind of, prepare for it you know what i mean but at the end of the day all it is my best technique for that is i was telling taylor about this is if you write a song which is really quick when it comes to performing it live you want to know that song so off by heart and you want to know that down to a t so much that you can just pull it off and to do that when you rehearse slow it down so when you rehearse make the beat or whatever you're whatever you're listening on if it's on youtube or whatever turn it down to like I don't know, 15% slower, or maybe even percent slower. Do it on a slower thing. Do it again and again and again and again until you, you literally know it like at the back of your hand. Yeah. And when you rehearse it so much, you kind of know where the breath, you, you'll, you'll, get a, you'll get a control of where the breath control is, especially if you do it slower because you can plan it out. But yeah, I think it all depends if you're writing, if, you, if you're writing or you're doing freestyles to in, in the intention that it's going to be cut in or if you're writing, knowing that you're going to be trying to do it all in one take. I had this the other day, like well, recording this Bush Boy song. Like I know I can do it in one take, right? But I know if I do it in one take, I'm then, you know, jeopardizing the chance of my diction and, you yeah. know, actually pronouncing all the words clearly because if I cut in, I'm not constantly thinking like, shit, I've got to take a breath. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I've, yeah. I, when you're doing it live, you're constantly thinking about, you know, are you going to be able to push these bars out <laughs> because yeah. I'm rapping so quick? Yeah. Yeah, man. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. That's, that's my take on it at least. Good stuff. What do you, what do you think Taylor? What's your opinion on this? Uh, I'd say uh, for is it just in the case of live shows or so if I was doing a video and thinking about like if that makes so sense? like basically like if you're in a situation where like you're you're putting on some kind of performance I guess maybe this wouldn't include videos because I guess with videos you can kind of do retakes like if you mess up it's it's like in a live performance situation where if you mess up you will be judged on it I guess to cut a long okay. story short but, yeah, it depends on your fan base as well and what you've bigged yourself up to be. You can't you can't be Ocean Wisdom, right? And calling yourself like no, being known for one a very quick rapper and then go up stage and then completely flop your flow and just stop while I was rapping or, or that's that. it. That's that's gonna give him a lot of you know, people are gonna are not gonna like that. <laughs> He's gonna that get clash. a lot of criticism. Yeah, it's gonna get criticism for it. Yeah. And rumors will spread, and in the artistry, that always that kind of stuff always happens. Yeah, man. 
I'd say um, rhyme schemes sometimes, but I, I feel like I tend to adjust my bars for live performances. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like um, I'll, I'll switch them around or sometimes there'd be bars that I wouldn't record per se, but I'd use them in a live show. That makes sense. So I, I wouldn't record or release them, but there'd be bars that I'd rap. Maybe I couldn't release them or something, but then if I, I could do them in a live performance, or there'd be certain bars I would, I would write certain things to have a certain action to be done alongside it. Does that make sense? So like, yeah. I could write about, I don't know, not, not literally slapping someone, but let's use that as an example. And then I'd do like on the stage a hand movement of pretending to slap someone, like exaggerated or something. You get what I mean? Not literally that, but like, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, man, totally. Okay, I think that's a good time for us to take a quick break. Uh, I'll chat to you guys after the break. So keep it tuned on the Specific Brown Rap Rules podcast. See you in a bit. Welcome back to the Specific Brown Rap Rules podcast. I'm here with Garen, MC Garen and MC Lovely Boy. Uh, we're chatting about flow and in, in all its permutations. So the next thing, guys, I want to chat about is... Uh, influences so with by this i mean have is there any artist or group that like you've taken influence from like who you thought oh that flows dope, we've, had, man. We've, had, oh. we've had donkeys of years of discussions with this alex and taylor i think all right, we all cool. can agree here i think we all can agree here okay Thank guys you. i'm making open floor so whoever wants to go first is it i'll just lay down a floor. couple of names and you guys will instantly be like yeah right so eminem Yes. Yeah, there we go. That's what I'm expecting. Preach. Logic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nas. Yeah. 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 Uh, who else? Uh, Preaching Hobson. to the converted. Hopson. Yeah. Hopson. Yeah. Hopson. Tech Nine. Yeah. Come on. Busting arms. Oh, fuck the bus. <laughs> Let's go. Could you feel it like I'm going to get a wig and a wig and a wig? <laughs> Man, I don't know. I'm not so because I'm fucking banging. Oh. What about you, Taylor? Um, so I would say I, I, I have to say Eminem, obviously. Like I think Eminem is actually who got me into rap originally. Yeah. yeah. When I was young, Eminem I just heard Eminem. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It must have been the first ever artist I've heard. So, but then it's from listening to Eminem, I, I've listened to so much other music now. I'd say I take a lot of influence from American hip hop, but more so like Hopsin, Token. Tech Nine, even Denzel Curry. I've been listening to a lot of Denzel Curry recently. I've been liking his recent shit. Um, Denzel Curry, the first time I heard him, it was with a song called Alakazam, the Pokemon. Um, it was JME, uh, who else was on it? AJ Tracy and Denzel Curry. I like those, the first two are British and I'd never heard of Denzel Curry. And I was like, wow, this random American dude. And that, I think that was before he kind of blew up. But yeah, I heard about him like, and I was like, yeah, man, that, that guy's a dope artist. Um, any specific songs in your head where you're like, if I could... I mean, that the, this, I think the biggest song, two of the biggest songs, which are my favourite from Eminem. I don't know, I can't say exactly why. I just think, I think my brother just used to overplay it and now it just got stuck in my brain. But it was one of those songs where I didn't care that it was stuck in my brain. I loved it. Um, Not Afraid, Eminem. Yeah. And that's like mainstream. And Mockingbird, but 
Don't know what. Don't know why them two specifically, but them two just yeah, love it. For real, man. But guys, Garen, um, for the audience, Garen also plays keys, and he's damn sick on the keys, man. And uh, like we'll be at college sometimes, and he'll just and like there's nothing happening. Garen will just suddenly bust out on the keys. He'll play like Dr. Dre and all this crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you gotta love the old school, man. You gotta love the old school, especially when it comes to like, when it's when when it, sampling was the like '90s sampling was the best thing. When there was sampling piano, like jazz piano, like the the, the beat I was working on literally on the, the I think I showed you it, and then we we was discussing how popular that beat was. Yeah, but that literally is like it in a nutshell. It's just all about all these mainstream samples getting sampled from, you know, really old school, old school jazz, you know, songs. Yeah, but, but flow with flow. Anyone who really goes quick, a Joyner Lucas is another one who I absolutely love. Yeah, um, if, yeah. Anyone who can rap quick is is kind of in my in my in my cookbook. <laughs> That's it, man. You got those recipes. That's it. I got a breakdown in recipes. That, those spicy them. curries. Speaking That's of it. Denzel Curry, yeah. You gotta make them spicy bars sometimes. You know what I mean. How about you, Taylor? Like, can you remember, like, when you were younger, like, the first rap song you heard that, like, stuck with you for life that you remember to this day that you're like, yeah, man. That's I'd say of- it's definitely not the first song that I've listened to, but I'd say this is a song I've listened to when I was younger, and I feel like this is quite a, it was quite an important track for me to listen to because I listened to it before I started smoking weed, and it was Ill Mind of Hobson 5. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I'm obviously agreeing with it when I originally listened to it, but I don't listen to that song for years. I started smoking weed and stuff. I listened to that song. Blew my mind. And yes. I've got to admit, that song, the way how it can have an impact on a listener like that has always been an inspiration for me. And the whole Ill Mind of Hobson series is just yeah. inspiration for me. I'd love to create my own series like that. Like, because every song you're going to drop and everyone knows it's a banger, do you know what I mean? Like, if he dropped an ill mind of Hobson 10, everyone would be like, yeah, that's a banger. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah man. I'd say, um, Plan B, Plan with Fire. There's another Plan B song. I'm not sure, but Plan B, Plan with Fire. That was a song I heard when I was younger. And I just loved the way how it was like singing, but then he would just rap, but he sounded proper cockney. Like, so then I kind of took inspiration from that, like Professor Green sort of sounds, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, man. The streets. Like those regional UK kind of flows, do you know what I mean? Like the, those, the delivery, the vocal, where it's like, it's kind of got the lilt and you can just tell that an artist, like he's doing his own thing. And it's like, he's he's not just the next, like, I don't want to say it, but you know, Roadman 5000 coming straight out of the factory. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> no beef. No, I'm, not, I'm, not sending, I'm not sending gunshots here, guys. Don't at me. Don't at me, please. This track's coming. <laughs> cool uh okay guys originality when it comes to flows and wordplay do you think there's such thing as an original flow or wordplay or at this point if you look at the rap history of rap and poetry going back to shakespeare in the 1500s do you reckon there's no such yeah, thing as original do you it, reckon it, that is a sticky scenario i think because it's like Really, everything in life has probably been done before. The, the The world's been around for fucking ages, man. <laughs> yeah, it's been around a long time. I'll give you that. Name something. Someone out there's probably done it. But it's it's about originality is what you bring to the table in terms of content, in terms of style, in terms of you know like 
yourself is 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 how you take something what someone else has done and bring it to your own personal thing i think at least like it's like you can take someone's flow i mean really you don't want to make it obvious though like i feel like there's some flows you've you, you, there's some flows you can't help but still like if you're trying to go as quick as you possibly can the way to do that is to have you know your syllables as close together your 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 rhyming words as close together and really the quickest you can go is like quadruple speed but you go in the whole you know what i mean like that that kind of that kind of speed i don't i don't think i've heard anyone really go faster than that and still be able to understand them you know what i mean like there are like if you google like the world's fastest rapper that's just unhearable like that's like literally it's like that yeah it gets to the point where like the audience the audience needs to get out their dictaphone and record it live <laughs> and then play it a quarter time so they can hear the song. Yeah. So they record, it. instead of videoing it, they'll record it on the audio dictaphone. <laughs> then they go home afterwards, play it a quarter speed and they're like, ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I was watching a video on like the Guinness World Record and it was like the fastest typewriter and the fastest rapper in the world. And it was like, <laughs> I think it was, I think I got told it was fake or something, but I don't know. But yeah, originality. I feel like there's a lot of flows which have already been done, but it's what you do with them. Like it's it's about context as well. Like you could take, um, for instance, Hulk, Gang, Philip, Jerk, Edics. That's what did it, and then completely change that and have like instead of having uh, having that about drug addicts and you know you you completely changed it up. Is this then different? You know what I mean? It's your it's your own take on it. For real, man. Uh, it can sound completely different. You can have exactly the same flow, but it can sound completely different depending on the beat, depending on the timing you're doing. And you could do exactly the same flow, but just speed it up like did it, did it, did it, did it. You know what I mean? For real, man. There's so many different ways around it, but that's that's that that goes with a whole kind of. You could take a cover of a song. You know what I mean. Technically, it's exactly the same song, but if someone's doing a cover, it's, it's a completely different voice. You know what I mean? It's your yeah. own voice. You know what I mean? Could be a different style. You can, you can hear a, a, a heavy rock version of a Taylor Swift song and it will sound, it's the same song, but it sounds, it's, it's completely different because someone's made, you know, used their own originality to create something different out of the same thing. Yeah. Specific Brown. Turn up the down! The Rap Rule Show. Well done. How about you, Taylor? Uh, what do you think about like originality when it comes to like flows and wordplay? Or do you, um, think, do you think it's impossible to reinvent the wheel, or do you agree, uh, Garen? I feel like the rap game is like I'll try and put it in a metaphor. Like uh, it's a it's a puzzle, yeah, and. The puzzle isn't just created by one artist. There's loads of different pieces of the puzzle, but you're going to be in, like, I feel like a puzzle isn't the best for, like, metaphor, but you're going to be inspired by certain pieces of it. And even though you're, you might take different pieces and from different parts of the puzzle, but in the end, you're going to form your own puzzle, your own picture from the pieces you choose. And that is the original picture that you are. Like you are inspired by these pieces of the of the game, and you and even if you're talking about some of the same shit, like you relate to that shit because you you look at their perception of life and you think, 
you know, oh, I relate to that shit. And how much you want to talk about that shit as well. You want to, you, you relate to that things. That's the shit that inspires you. That's the issues you want to bring out into the world. So I'd say 100% inspiration is like originality. But at the same time, there's also times when I've been in, I've taken flows. I'm not even realise I've taken flows here. But I'll, 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 here's an example. Do you know Hardy Caprio? Yeah. So in his track nine months, he has um he has a bar. Well, let me just find it in his lyrics. So, okay, Here, here's Hardy Caprio's bar. The harshest reality is nobody cares in my shitty old flat where there's a piss on the stairs. And then I've gone and put in the mob bars. You can't, it's not exactly the same flow, but now let's face it, you can't do shit, let's face it. Still tripping in these shitty stained shoes where I trip, flip full face first in, it, first in the ditch. Although I've not completely taken his bar, I've obviously listened to that bar and been like, that's hard, you know? Yeah. And I've, I've taken it literally straight up and put it in my own bars. But I'd say that's inspiration, not so much. Because I didn't think about it when I wrote it, but afterwards I'm like, oh shit, I know where I've got that from. Yeah. So I, you... I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's pure, like, like it's not original, but I feel like the inspiration has helped create an original piece. Yeah. See, in my opinion, if you've put your own lyrics and you've got your own meaning to them bars, it is original. Because 100%. at the end of the day, someone can't claim a flow. Like, that's impossible. That's like claiming. There's only, there's only going to be so many rhyming flows and yeah, that's what i mean that's alphabet. what i mean like that's like someone claiming a letter of the alphabet no you're not allowed to use that letter because i thought of it first <laughs> <laughs> well we only got 26 so there's room for some more letters guys come on man let's get creative letter now. <laughs> let's have a let's have a songwriting session and come up with some new letters yeah <laughs> although you could you could technically here's here's one for you technically everyone Every everywhere has their own alphabet, their own their own country's alphabet. Surely, I believe. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some countries don't, but that's technically the country's originality. It's all the same thing. It's their way of communicating. Yeah, it's their original way of communicating. I like I like Taylor's puzzle theory because the what I was thinking there is like maybe not your picture is who you are, but like everyone can buy the same puzzle, right? but you all might not put that puzzle together the same way. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah some man. people might work from the right corner. Some people might work from the left corner. Some might, some might work from the middle back. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's your original take of doing a puzzle. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. That's the way I saw it. That's, the, that's, why, that's what I was thinking when you, when you mentioned puzzle. Because, <laughs> oh. like, for me, putting my spin on this is, like, they say, I don't know who said it. Cause I hate when people say they say, because who's they? But um, that's another story entirely. But they say, someone said that they say that imitation <laughs> is the sincerest form of flattery. So for me, like, it's like if you've got some eight-year-old kid listening to rap or hip-hop for the first time, because we, you know, maybe varying age, but we obviously clearly all liked hip-hop at some stage, like when we were younger. Um, like yeah you hear that and like there's something immediately catches you and you're like at the time you're you're pretty young so you don't know the terminology but something in your clicks in your head we're like yeah man that's dope so i think part of it as well it comes from like what your intentions are like you can you can you can use or imitate someone's flow but not necessarily in a in like a bad way if that makes sense like not not out of spite or out of a bad place like can be like 
you just admire that artist and what they've done in a particular song or their style. So like you might subconsciously, like you guys said, uh, Taylor, what you said with the Hardy Caprio line, like, you know, you must have heard that song and something, someone clicked in your head where you're like, yeah, that's dope. So it might not have even been at a conscious level. It's like, you know, and then that clearly must have stuck with you. You And then, you know, you've kind of maybe it's in, become incorporated in what you've done at some point. I, I must have wrote that track a good few months after hearing the track for the first time as well. So yeah, it's like almost like gone into my arsenal, that makes sense. When listening when listening to artists, it's going to build your own arsenal at the same time. Like, all the artists are just all in the game. Everyone's just getting inspired by each other. If someone creates a trend, everyone's jumping on the trend. Yeah, man. Everyone can eat, do you know what I mean? The table's big enough, like... <laughs> going to be similar in style but like every not like garen said you know not everyone's going to be exactly the same are they because you know like you said we're all working with the same 26 letters essentially <laughs> that's a bit a basic analogy but okay cool uh next con next topic i've got here next subtopic the concept of quote unquote dumbing down lyrics do you reckon this is an actual thing and if so do you think this increases or decreases the reach of what you do artistically um do you think this can make you more commercial or do you think it's got the opposite effect where it could actually ruin your commercial viability i i think the whole part of right a certain artist will use his metaphors but the artist will know what type of the artists get their fan base depending on what metaphors they use you know in a way I mean, you can dumb down lyrics, but I mean, you, I feel like you only dumb down lyrics when you're trying to tell a story, for instance. But there are also points where only other rappers, when you read other rappers' lyrics, where you'll actually see some wordplays, which maybe, you know, was, in, was intended, but wasn't fully intended. I know there was a, a, a one where I put, um, I was telling Taylor about this, um, I was writing a song where I was doing drugs. This is what I was doing from one of my uh, things. Um, and in that song, I was speaking to Salami, right? That's, that was what's going to be on the video. So I'm, I'm on drugs speaking to, a, to just, a, I don't know, just like a sausage of a Salami, right? <laughs> and then I go, I guess I'm talking to a bit of me. That's a better me. Just because a bit of me and better me are like so, they, they, don't, they don't really rhyme, but they also are like pretty much the same word. They live on the me. same street. You know what I mean? They're, they live on Rhyming yeah. Avenue. One's on That's number I mean. one, one's 52, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, but they're like, they're opposite. They're absolutely opposite. All oh, right. Exactly. <laughs> pen pals. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a semi-detached house. They're both next, like on the okay. same house. They're both the same house pretty much. You know what I mean? They're Fair just, enough. <laughs> just a wall in between it. That's it. That's it. A very thin wall. But yeah, so, but... An audience might, some audience will pick up on that if they if they know what they're doing about wordplay and lyrics and all that. But some are intended for other artists or just like you know people who pick apart lyrics and stuff like that. Um, but I, I don't think you should. If you, I think the skill level, you you determine someone's skill level de depending on how good and how you know kind of hidden some stuff can be, because when someone does a breakdown on someone's lyrics and finds all these extra things that makes it more interesting, if that makes sense, yeah. in my opinion. So why would you dumb it down in a way? Because if you're dumbing it down, you're then dumbing down your skill level in a way, unless you've got a really good point you're trying to make 
and putting all these word plays and stuff in that to make it hard to understand yeah is getting in the way of your message yeah that's when i only feel like you should dumb down your lyrics if you really are trying to get your point across and you want to make it so simplified that that message is more impacting yeah how about you taylor do you do you agree with Darren, or do you have a different take uh don't know um a bit like i'd say dumbing down can work in two different ways like so for for one way i could be like uh, so for example uh, sometimes i like to write i like to write like a little um a rule book to life like if i'm i'm young i'll make mistakes i'll write a little song about it i'll be like i'll, I'll write like uh i'll write about it. but then i won't want to have my take as the take of release because i feel like that could be too opinionated people might listen to it and take it the wrong way so i like to almost dumbed down from my opinion into more of a question so i'm asking questions or i'm raising points that i'm not specifically solving myself but allowing the listener to think about which almost i feel like then leaves them to ponder the question instead of me telling them straight and being like yeah 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 it's more like the like it's what, what's going on sort of thing and then they're left to ponder the question after the track so I've done my dumbed down my tracks in that way. I almost like to try and detach from myself almost. And I'd say there's also times in dumbing down, it'd be like for lyrics, I could write so many like words and I'd be like, I feel like as a rapper, I can be like, oh, I really want this word here. Like this is gonna like proper punch in the meaning, but then I have to think about it from a listener's perspective and like it. If I keep all these words in, are they going to really pick up on it as much as I hope they would? Or would they pick up on it more if it was less words, like not as complex? Kind of comes back to that simple and complex flows, really. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of agree with Garen on that point where like you, you can't kind of got to dumb them down sometimes, but at the same time, it feels like you're dumbing down your skill level because you've written that way and you want to keep it that way. But there's been some times where I've, I've been like, um, I'll be able to get an example of this. I've got an example up as well. If I just, I've got literally, right. There's a, there was a meaning to this one, right? I had a choice to go really, really complex flow and rhyme scheme. At the end of the day, this song was made as a joke to be really brutal. I'm not actually this brutal, but I was kind of playing a figure, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and pretty much, if I read you the lyrics, you'll hear the wordplay. So this is the bit where I go really rapid on one of my tracks. It's the really feeling pleasure when I'm stabbing up your sweater, getting better at the seven, see the tether in your effort. Now it's time to pull the lever, never ever still much head to feel the pressure in the center when I'm slicing up your head and now incite my treasure, right? Yeah. Now that, is it really hard to understand, especially when you're going, because it's it's a lot faster than what I just did it. <laughs> it's like really yeah. feeling like you're really going in on it. Um, a lot of people won't hear it. They hear the flow and they'll be like, whoa, well, that's really sick, but they won't actually know what it means. But still, just because I've done a really f fast flow, if they was to actually look at the lyrics, they would actually see that it is still quite brutal. If I now depict every thing inside of that really feeling pleasure when i'm stabbing up your sweater right yeah so yeah. then you've got you've already got three rhyming schemes in that really feeling uh pleasure and sweat oh no two rhyming uh, rhyming schemes uh and then getting better at the sever see the tether in your effort so getting better at the sever yeah it's like cutting someone's head cut, cutting cutting off a limb see yeah, the tether yeah. in your effort yeah 
So obviously they're scared because they're acting like, you know, they're acting like they're not giving it all because they're so scared. Now it's time to pull the lever, never ever steal my cheddar. <laughs> so it's like, story. I'm you, you've pushed my buttons and you've stole my money. Feel the, <laughs> feel the pressure in the center when I'm slicing up your header. That's like digging <laughs> a blade into someone's neck and slicing it off. And I mean, that's really brutal, but I didn't want to dumb that down because now you can hear that fast flow. And if ever, any, any, at any point someone wants to go, what is he actually saying? And they actually read it and then they're going to go, holy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's why I feel like maybe sometimes you shouldn't dumb it down because there's still a message there. But you've this is this is the this is a hard choice, though, because you've also got to think of an average listener who's only just going to listen to it maybe once and not listen to it again. And maybe like another like in a couple of other days, they listen to it again. It's not really their favorite song, but they like it, you know, yeah. but they won't do much to dig it on it. But that's where you can look at stuff like music video, no, like lyric videos, should I say? I say like in 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 parts like that um like getting feedback from other people can really help as well because like you could like what you said there you said about dumbing it down but in in my opinion the bars that i heard there were perfect like they fit the rhyme scheme perfectly so i didn't really i wouldn't really see a need to dumb them lyrics down like i feel like the the, the effect that you're intending to cause is there you know what i mean yeah, but if he's talking about if I was to dumb this down and make it more understandable, I could I could have gone instead of going really feeling pleasure when I'm stabbing up your sweater, I could have just gone, I stabbed the man's sweater, getting better at the seven seed tethering your effort. Yeah, I could I could have done just like I cut off your head and now you have got no effort. You know what I mean? Like I could have dumbed it down like that if that makes sense, just so it's more understandable instead of doing the whole bit of 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 like that's just hard to hear sometimes and that can put people that can put people off. But that is depending on what type of rapper you want to be. If you want to be known as this someone who wants who does these intricate flows and raps quick, then that's what you got to do. You got you can't dumb it down really. It's it's a choice on it's. It, I feel like dumbing down is a choice as you as you as an artist. If you want to dumb down your lyrics so that you can help people understand, that's normally will make mean you've got a bigger message though, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, um, with my sample, it's not so um, not nothing too major yet, but it's like um, I'll read the bar. Big up the hometown Pompey, by the way. Yeah, Pompey. Oh, three, so you know that I'm blue. Pompey stand tall like I wore football boots. I shoot for my goals. I do not lose. I try again if I do. I find my scent. I meditate. Then I probably medicate with the bends. But the bar that I had to get rid of was probably. But I was so intent on keeping it in because it's, I meditate, then I'll probably medicate. But I was so like, I was like, yeah, that probably fits in the rhyme scheme. It's like, um, yeah, that's literally the half hours. syllable we was talking about earlier. Cause you've got the Lee, you've just literally got the Lee and the probably and the, uh, what was the other word? Um, medicate, meditate, medicate, probably. And the prob, medi, probably sort of like, probably. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I, I feel, felt like I was... D and Blee, yeah, D and Blee. After recording it, though, I thought it'd be better just to get rid of probably. So it, changed, it went from that to I try again if I do, I find my scent, I meditate, then I medicate with the bends. And I felt like that just sounded much better. But before, I was so intent on keeping that one word in because I was like, yeah, that fits the rhyme and pattern. But then I realised I didn't really need to keep the word in. That makes sense? Yeah, man. It is a force coming down that, but it's like... You've got a choice there, though. Like, yeah, it's up to you, really, because I reckon you you could have used probably, and I reckon 
that would actually be cooler because you've then got that little half syllable which right when i recorded it it didn't sound as right when trying to time it and stuff so it kind of yeah it made more sense to get rid of probably yeah see yeah timing is also a big thing yeah if it doesn't if it doesn't I mean, originally it worked with it but then it, it just timed better without it i yeah. found yeah fair enough too many syllables in a sentence pretty much <laughs> okay um when it comes to your flows and or your your kind of branding for like what you what your content is in your songs guys um could you sum up like to uh, someone who hasn't heard you before in like maybe four or five words should i give you like 20 seconds to think of four or five words Wait, can you say that again if we think of the keywords or a little short sentence just the key keywords or a short sentence just to sum up your brand about like what your right your your flow and wordplay is about is about within like four to five words just to like someone who's never heard your music before like or a rapper a rap fan who's new to you as artists and would like to know what you're about like just give them like a, a, a quick summary of four to five words or a couple of short sentences well i'm just gonna shoot off the top ready yeah man go ahead and this is one word hidden meaning yeah literally as i just said because yeah because of the fast flow that's another yeah. one bouncy yeah i like that <laughs> humorous and serious yeah man that's a good that's a good mix of words there how yeah. about you taylor oh i'm just just having a little think about it uh so I don't want to choose two complicated words, but um, I'll start with degeneration. Yeah. Uh, profligate. Yeah. Satirical. Yeah. Um, um, gritty. Yeah. And realism. Sweet um, man. I'd say I'd say them words. Come on. Um, have you got any? This is to both of you. Um, have you got any music out at the moment that you you, uh, you think is your best work to date? And if you haven't got any music out at the moment, is there any music in the pipeline that the audience can expect from you guys as artists in the near future? Garen, do you want to go first? Depending if you're looking at like most fastest song or if you're looking at like, I don't know, just what sounds the best in your opinion. Uh, I currently don't have any music out, but... I mean, there's one I send you, Alex, which was pretty, uh, pretty quick on on them flows. There were some really fast, intricate flows on that one. But yeah, was that the nobody yeah. knows the trouble I've seen sample? No, no, no. This was uh, it's called hard to forget. Oh, yeah, I, I is that yeah, I, I remember That's that. That's where like I have I have like crazy flows in that. It goes really quick near the end, but it's 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 a really good song. And there's like really changing elements. The flow changes a lot in it, but yeah. Yeah, if you when that comes out, I feel like that's one of the good ones. But there's going to be a lot of humorous more ones. So if you're ever down to put on a song for a joke, they'll probably be the ones because yeah, songs about a frog, got songs about doing drugs which last about twelve minutes and just having a crazy time. Yeah, man, there's going to be loads. Uh, we've got a six oh one. Um, are you doing an LP for your six oh one? No, that's I'm doing a multimedia project. So I'm doing okay. a um. It's going to be about 14 and a half minutes long. It's going to be a music video. Okay. And it's literally the one I just did. It's about uh, three guys trying to smoke weed for the first time. <clears throat> and uh, it turns out that weed was bashed with other drugs. So uh, yeah. now they're pretty much just fucked. And it's about their journey where they go through. But it's, it's a mainly a humorous song, but it's very, very fast, intricate flows and funny references and stuff like that. But it has like 
almost like eight different genres in just 12, 12 and a half minutes. Wow. Yeah. So that was oh, actually a crazy track. No loss. Yeah. It's, oh, Alex, I haven't show, sent you it yet, but I have a demo. So I have to send it, send it to no you. No worries, man. What I can do, Garen, in post, I can cut in some, uh, I can, I can cut in the example of the song you sent me and then I'll put that in in post. Oh yeah. And then, uh, yeah, for both. Do you have enough time that is? Cause I don't, I don't know. Cause this is uh, like- this, this one is now is saying it's going to finish again in seven minutes. Yeah, I can see, um, it. I can see it. Taylor, have you got anything out of the moment that you think like best suit sums you up as an artist? Or if not, is there anything the uh, listeners can expect to hear from you going forward? Well, I've got this on my latest music video. Oh, it's called Time Out. Yep. But like it sums up what I want to talk about, about life. But I feel like I'm almost trying to paint a story as I go. So I feel like it's not the whole story. But it's, I've also released First Things First. So I'll start with First Things First. I'm talking about First Things First. These are a few things I've got to say before I get started. And then in the second track, it was Time Out. I did a music video. So when I was, um, when I was trying to choose a cover for it, I saw these two Simpsons gif and it was just Homer walking along the, um, walk along the road. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I could imagine that as the hook, like them two gifts after each other. And after that, I just started searching up Simpsons gifts. And with COVID at the moment, I thought, screw it. Oh, I mean, copyright issues and stuff. But I mean, if people see it and before it gets taken down, I'm not going to like, not going to complain much. But... Yeah. I mean, that's a worthwhile risk to take, to be fair. I mean, yeah, I've, I think for me personally, I've had, I've had that issue as well. Like you hear a dope beat or you've got a dope idea to for visuals for your project. And then like, the whole copyright thing comes into play and you're like, ah, should I, shouldn't I? Yeah. I think that can be like, if you, if, that's one thing I like, I think would be decent if you were with a label, they could just pay all the clearance for your sampling. I don't, I don't care for the rest of it when it comes to like the whole concept of being signed to a label. Cause you can get screwed over a lot of the time with shitty contracts. hundred percent. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, um, that, that copyright issue is a problem. You know that beat I sent you, that the, the track I sent you, Taylor? Uh, yeah, Bush Nobody Park. Knows One, the one we was talking about. I sent the same one to Alex, and then he sent me the the song where it literally is like, it's on a DJ Khaled song, so there's no way. I could release it, but it would have to be like a cover version or some some something like that. I think the original was by Sam Cooke in the 60s. Yeah, I've researched that, but I don't think it was Sam Kirk in the end because I let Sam Kirk nobody knows and I just it wasn't there. Yeah. Okay guys there, um would I be able to mention uh, I've got an EP coming out uh, yeah go ahead man about, oh, where can the listeners hear it? It's gonna be out around June but there's gonna be loads of stuff coming out before that. Nice one man people are going to be hearing about it. So this is kind of a bit a bit early to be mentioning it, but I thought I'd mention it now. Before lockdown ends, on my birthday's in July 14th, so I want to drop an EP, see where I'm at on my birthday, and I'm going to take it from there. But until then, that's my plan. Sweet one. Nice one. Um, guys, for the listeners, uh, on uh, what channels can they follow you for your music releases going forward, or if they want to like have a chat with you just like on a professional level. I'll be available on all, my music will be available on all platforms. I'm hoping. Um, and to contact me via, via email or via probably Instagram would probably be the best option. Okay, sweet. And Taylor, yourself? All uh, right, so 
I've got a few different ones. Some of them are work in progresses, but uh, I'll, I'll go through them now. So I've got a meme page, which is my biggest following. But at the moment, I'm in the process of changing the name because they only let you change the name at one time, like one word at a time. Yeah. So currently, it's Lovely Boy Music Drug Addict Teens Memes. But I'm going to be changing it to Lovely Boy Music in a Drug Abusing Memes. But before it was a meme page called Stolen Memes for Drug Addict Teens. So uh, I, I, I want to keep it around the vibe. All the memes I would I would post were just taking the piss out of people that do drugs. Yeah. It was almost like a typical take, which I almost inspired a bit of my music, to be honest. So I've kind of wanted to keep it, keep it true to the fans. And then if anything, try and drop songs that are also typically taking the piss out of drugs to for the followers but i'm always posting memes on there you can always contact me through there on instagram it's lvb music dot taylor mccants on youtube it's lovely boy music i also got caravan studios on twitch and facebook i'm always live streaming on there uh, at the moment there's there's a few less streams but i'll be back on it in a week or so so throughout the week i do production and gaming and on the week weekend i do rapping and uh, I'll upload to SoundCloud every now and then, but it's not my main um, source of releasing. Okay. Um, I think I've got everything there. Nice one, guys. Okay, so Taylor, Garen, it's been a pleasure as always. Thanks for your time today. And uh, Thank yeah. Thank you very much. It's been, it's been awesome, man. There's been some really good questions here. I like this. No worries, man. And uh, hopefully we can get you on another time. In Let's do it. Touch wood, it. man. If this thing blows up, we'll make you regular guests. Uh, Just Taylor, when Corona's, Corona's over as well, we'll get some. For real, man. Happen. All right. Cheers, guys. Take care. Yeah. That was my interview with MC Garen and MC Lovely Boy. That was the final of the six part mini series of the specific DJ Specific Brown Rap Wall Show podcast. Thank you very much to all my listeners who've tuned in over the course of the six episodes. This will become an ongoing thing. So fear not, there will be more content on the way. This is hopefully the start of many great things yet to come. Thanks once again to anyone who's tuned in over the past six episodes and hope you've enjoyed the series and all the content that has been brought to you. Uh, so until next time, thank you for listening. My name has been DJ Specific Brown. This has been the Rap Rules Show, Rap Rules Show podcast. And until next time, keep it real, keep it 100. Keep it hip hop. Thanks for listening. Until next time, from the Rap Rules Show, stay blessed, keep it real, keep it hip hop.